Untitled Audio. Episode 2. Welcome to the family. Hey, sister, you got a light? Oh, what's the matter? No, sorry, I don't smoke. But you do cry plenty from the looks of it. Hey, shove over on that bench there. My dog's been barking for hours. Oh, that's better. That'll teach me to borrow shoes and go to a USO dance. Here, wrap the scarf around you, kid. You look positively blue. I couldn't. Sure you could. <laughs> I guess I could. This is the third night I've slept out here. You're very kind. I'm nothing of the sort. I just don't want to see a frozen dead girl right outside the Fairmonts. What's the matter? Some jerk dump you out in the cold? Not exactly. More like got me fired. From the only job I've ever known. Oh, yeah? Sounds like a charmer. What kind of work you do? I'm... I was a chambermaid. Where at? Someplace down by the docks? No... For the Duxburys of the Back Bay, three blocks from here. Is that so? You got any references? That's the one thing I do have. Yeah, it's too dark for me to read this, but I'll take your word for it. You ever worked in a hotel? No, I'm afraid not. But I work hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, kiddo. Come with me. Where are we going? You'll see. I got a feeling it might be your lucky morning. Taxi! Pretty early to be calling cabs, my friend. Still pouring them out of the bar from last night? A wedding. Mighty lively one. Top of the morning, Miss Moxie. Ooh, indeed. Tis, my friend. And who is this lovely maiden with you? <laughs> uh, this is... I have no idea. What's your name, sister? Liberty. Libby Johansson. Morning to you, Miss Johansson. I'm, I'm Will Wright. The doorman here at the Fairmont. Well, I mean... As you can plainly see, I'm the doorman, miss. I mean, you probably deduced that from the uniform. All right, put your tongue back in your head, Will. Come on, Lady Liberty. Let's go see the wizard. I'll manage her. Yes? What is it? Come. Begging your pardon, Mr. Gibson, but I've brought you a new girl. What makes you think I want one? I thought you might want to be replacing Patsy O'Neill sooner rather than later, sir, since she services the whole third floor. What the deuce? Where, where did she run off to? Home, sir. A home for unwed mothers, to be exact. She got... in trouble. Oh, what else would one expect? You servant girls all breed like rabbits. All right, who's the new one? Come on, Liberty Bell. Put your best foot forward. Pleased to meet you, sir. I'm Liberty Johansson. And she curtsies yet. Who do you think you are, the Queen of England? No, sir. It's what I was taught to do at my last job. At Buckingham Palace? Show him the letter. Ah, 
You know, I can check these references within the hour, don't you, girl? Yes, sir. It would be criminally stupid of you to have faked a letter of reference from the Duxburys when their mansion is but three streets from here. I promise it's no fake, sir. The Duxburys are like my family. And they let you go why? A family situation, sir. I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> Whatever the cause, I'm sure it'll become apparent soon enough. But with Patsy gone, I'm in a bit of a bind, so you'll do. For now. Does this mean I've got a position, sir? Not the sharpest fork in the drawer, are you, girl? She'll be chambermaid for... show her the ropes. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And don't be bringing me any more of whatever waifs and prostitutes who suit your fancy. There's a hiring protocol, you know. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Gibson. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, spare me another curtsy, princess. Just do your job. I'll be watching you. That was so exciting. I've never been in an elevator before. Yeah, it's a real amusement park ride. Stick with me, kid. I've got a whole world to show you. Starting with this room. You like? You can see all of Boston from here. I can see straight down to the harbor. And are those rooftop gardens? It's like a whole hidden world up here. <laughs> you ain't seen the half of it, sister. We staffers have got us a nice secret hangout up top. I don't know how to thank you. Well, don't say that till you started work. It's no easy job, I can tell you. It's not just emptying wastebaskets, it's stripping beds, and cleaning toilets and sinks, and yes sir, and no sir, and yes ma'am, and no ma'am, and scraping and bowing all day long. I'm used to that. And what those fine guests do in that room? Oof. There's no such thing as any real upper class, I can tell you. I know that too, from what Teddy did. Ah, this is my bed. That one's Patsy's... used to be. Now it's yours. I feel like the princess in the pea. Oh, this mattress. That's the Fairmont. Even the maids' beds are cushy. So, who's this Teddy? Former beau? The guy who got me fired. Hmm. Pawed you, did he? And nobody believed you? How'd you know? <laughs> well, sis, you think this doesn't happen every day? It never did to me. Until now. Well, you've been lucky then. I call this kind of thing just another Tuesday. You got a fellow, though? I have a fiancé, actually. Ah, congrats. <laughs> Here in town or fighting overseas? He's in Europe. Italy, last I heard. But not fighting, exactly. Clancy's a photographer, covering the action for the Boston Globe. Hey, lover boy. Clancy, you coming for chow or what? Be right there. Horse right now. I am starving. Another letter from your songbird? You got it. It's what I live for. So that's where I am now, dearest Clancy. And how I got to the Fairmont. It seems heaven sent Moxie came along when she did. And I'll work like a dog to keep this position, even though Mr. Gibson seems like a bit of a gorgon. Work is so hard to find, and I want to save for us, my darling, for the day you come home. Let me see that. She sent a picture this time? Hey, back off, Mac. Get your own girl. You can find one you don't have to pay. Ooh, sensitive. <laughs> Suppose that's what makes you such an artiste. You know it. Hey, speaking of which, hold still. 
Mm, for my adoring female public. Oh, cut it out. You're ruining the shot. Hey, they call me Clark Gable back in Brooklyn, you know. And stop talking. There. Yeah, one of those should work. All right, boys. Pack up your kit. We're moving out. Uh, so much for my adoring public. The girls will just have to wait. Yeah, see you out there. Stay safe, buddy. You too, lover boy. So many whistles in this place. What's that one for? Breakfast's over. Come on. Stick that roll in your apron pocket and follow me. First stop, bed making. I know how to make a bed. Not Fairmont style, you don't. This is all for one person? It's a suite. Not even our best. It's beautiful. <clears throat> bed making is an art here, the Fairmont Copley girl. You don't just lie in bed earning your keep. You fluff the pillows like so. <laughs> like this? <sighs> we got our work cut out for us. Follow me. What are these? Washing machines, doll. Don't tell me you never seen them. You have machines to wash the linens? What are we even here for? <laughs> Stick with me, kid. You'll find out. Libby, meet Katie, queen of the lobby. I always keep a scrap from family meal in my pocket for this old girl. What do you say, Katie? <laughs> I can't believe she has her own little doghouse by the front desk. Even dogs get the star treatment at the Fairmont Copley. <laughs> now I know what it means when they say it's a dog's life. State secret, kid. Always try to get assigned the red carpet. What's that? Are we in Hollywood now? Mm, close. If you score sweeping out to the front door, you'll get the scoop on all the guests coming in. You just gotta keep yourself invisible. That's no problem. I've been invisible all my life. Give it a try. Take the carpet sweeper. You're natural. I'll never tire of watching these guests. They're like movie stars. Oh, hell, kid. What have I been saying? They're just people. A person's a person's a person, no matter what class. In case the bathtub rings and filthy sheets upstairs don't remind you. Oh, right. Thank God for washing machines. The rich. They're just like us. Except even dirtier. And with more money for clothes. See? Like this guy. Check him out. Helvet! tight. Afternoon, Mr. Key. Welcome back. Thank you, Will. Here, this is for you. Moxie, I know this guy. Oh, like hell you know him. How? Long story. Oh my goodness. Oof, calm down, toots. You're red as the carpet. Psst, quick, get in here. Phone booth. Don't think these were designed for two people. Yeah, oh, I've made two fit in a phone booth before, believe me. <sighs> now spill it, doll. How do you know old Mr. Sugar Daddy? From the Duxburys. I spilled a drink on him at New Year's Eve. Nice work. I've done that before. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fib to me, toots. I see the appeal. He's kind of handsome. And the lapels on the top coat look like real sable. I don't know anything about that. Just that he's very kind. When I bumped into him, he was a true gentleman about it. 
Sure he was. Look at him. He couldn't be anything else. Born with a silver spoon up his... Moxie! Oh, girl, you're as red as the carpet. You've got it bad. And that ain't good. So far, I've managed to evade the eagle eye of Mr. Gibson, thanks to Moxie helping me learn the ropes. She's been a real pal to me, darling Clancy. Even if, for a girl who makes a living cleaning, she has the filthiest mind. Peggy Lee. Oh, cut it out, Mox. And step aside, would you? I've got to restock all the bathrooms on this floor with soap and towels by noon. I've got something that'll really make you warble, doll. Some dirt on your very kind gentleman. What do you mean? I did a little... investigating. <laughs> I see. Well, maybe you should find somebody interested to tell that to. As you said, he's just another person, right? Just better dressed. And better looking. With that silver hair and those broad shoulders and... Ooh. But never mind. You don't want to know. I get it. Yes, that's right. I don't want to know. Except... Yes? Did you find anything interesting? Huh. I, I thought you weren't interested in anything about him. I'm not. Unless it's... You know, really intriguing. Like if he's married? Moxie. Ah, don't moxie me, toots. If there's no wedding ring on the finger, everyone's up for grabs. You know what I mean? I certainly am not up for grabs. Oh, certainly not. Alrighty then. So is he? Is he what? Married. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket, how's a girl supposed to get any work done around here? Just tell me. Not that I could tell. Feel better now? Hmm. Also, his name's Francis. Francis Key. I know that. Don't quit this job to become a gumshoe. And he's richer than Solomon. Who's Solomon? Jesus, please, us kid. I mean, he's as wealthy as they come. He owns a whole estate in New York, according to his letterheads. Near Albany. And his suites? Full of music. Yes, he's a composer. Well, if you already know everything about him, why'd I investigate on your behalf? Because you're unbelievably nosy? Boy, with friends like you. But really, we gotta get you in there, kid. He's got a baby grand in there and everything. <laughs> Hell's bells. Useless. Tripe. There's better dog food jingles. Yes? The White House for Mr. Francis Key? God damn it. Please do put him through. Francis, Stephen Roebuck. Stephen, hello. How are you? Everything all right? Yes, yes, capital. It's just rather unexpected. Not every day one receives a call from the U.S. press secretary. Am I in trouble? That all depends, Francis. You tell me. How's the composition going? Swimmingly. Really? Indeed. 
We're still on track, then, for the new anthem to be premiered July 4th. Of course. Oh, good. When I hadn't heard from you, I was worried, but well done. FDR will be pleased. He's really counting on this. I can't believe anything as inconsequential as a song has the president's attention. No false modesty, Francis. It doesn't become you. You, of all people, should never underestimate the power of music to stimulate morale. What would your famous ancestor say? I suppose that's true, but... And, confidentially, we are at a particularly sticky point. Our boys are moving through Italy, true, and Russia is holding steady against the Bosch, but it's tricky, Francis, very tricky. We're on a fulcrum. The war could tip either way. A little inspiration from your pen is just the thing our boys need. It could be the difference between failure and victory, sure as any battle. Thank heavens there's no pressure. So it's going well. It's going... beautifully. I'm divinely inspired, and your call has helped stoke those fires, so I must go and... Can I hear it? The song? I don't mean the weather report, man. No. <laughs> uh, of course not. It's just the, just the... Well, the sound quality over the telephone would be tremendously compromised, not to mention any switchboard operator from here to Tallahassee would be able to tune in. Right. I didn't think... And didn't we mean to keep this under wraps until the big day? Yes, top secret. And my illustrious great-great-uncle Francis Scott Key would never have revealed a piece before it was fully baked. Never. Of course not. Uh, forgive me. Those of us who make the trains run on time forget what the creative mind requires. That's quite all right. But I can tell the president we're firmly on track, yes? Yes, indeed. Of course. Excellent. I'll ring off now. Godspeed. On track. Loathsome expression. Oh, firmly on track to hell. Welcome to the best part of your life. Family dinner. This is the staff room? My whole chamber at the Duxbury's would fit in here 37 times. Now, what'd I tell you about the Fairmont? Let me introduce you around. Gang, this is our new initiate, Libby Johansson. Pleasure seeing you again, Miss Liberty. Likewise. You're Will, the doorman, yes? Ever at your service. Eh, put a sock in it, lover boy. Libs, this is the floor two maid, Charlene. Charmed, I'm sure, sugar. And David, the bellman. Pleased to meet you. And you'll meet the kitchen staff by and by, but for now, all you gotta know is they cooked us this food. Hey, whose family's up tonight, kids? Mine. It's my mama's recipe. Little taste of South Carolina heaven. Mm. Everything looks delicious. Mm. What's the white mm -hmm. stuff? Cream of wheat? Bless your heart, sugar. <coughs> Those are grits. Every week, the cooks make a different family recipe from one of us, Miss Libby. We, we call it family dinner. That's a lovely custom. Aye. So many of us are far from home and can't get back to see our folks, you see. This helps keep the homesickness at bay. Mmm. Way do you taste my Grandma Di Lorenza's Fra Diavolo. Mwah. Ugh. And my Bubby's latkes. What's a latka? Potato pancakes by any other name. I think I'd like a lot of latkes. What recipe are you going to give us? <laughs> I don't think you'd enjoy it. Oh, oh tell us. Come on. Let's go. What? It's called Ludfisk. 
It's a Norwegian delicacy. Cod boiled in lye. Damn. Wow. You're right, kid. Never mind. Maybe you could just sing for us instead. You're a singer? Haven't you heard her in the halls? What have you got, carrots in your ears? I've heard her. She's fantastic. And I don't mean she's just some choir girl. I mean, she's got pipes. Sing us something, sugar. Oh, I don't know. Come on, don't don't be shy. (laughs) All right, all right. There's a somebody I'm longing to see. I hope that he turns out to be someone who watch over me. I'm a little lamb who's lost in the wood. I know I could always be good to one who watch over me. Although he may not be the man some girls think of as handsome, to my heart he carries the key. Won't you tell him please to put on some speed? Follow my lead, oh how I need. Someone to watch over me. Oh, all right. That was amazing. That was wonderful. My stars. That was just breathtaking. Well, you're not crying, are you? Oh, you big baby. Tis sure I'm not. That was just spectacular, Miss Libby. Thank you. It's my fiancé's favorite. You've got a fiancé? You've got a fiancé? Congratulations. Congratulations? She's got a fiancé. But no wedding ring. Yet. Rinse your plates and put them in the bus tub here. P.S. You just about killed Will by talking about Clancy. Oh, Moxie, must you stir every pot? Just call him as I see him, kid. What I see... Is you got a crazy crush. On Will? (laughs) Your vision's totally off on that one, Mox. Not on Will. On Mr. Key. No, I haven't. Has Mr. Key come back from his walk yet? Oh, is that Mr. Key's coat you have from the dry cleaners? (gasps) Has Mr. Key's piano been properly dusted? Fine. All right. So what if I am intrigued? It's because he's a musician, that's all. A professional. (laughs) <laughs> okay, kid. Whatever you say. And that's why I'm going to do you a favor. What are you talking about? You know I cleaned Mr. Key's room, right? Well, now it's all yours. What do you mean? I switched our timesheets and housekeeping. You've got floor four. I've got floor three. Moxie! Look, doll. A chance like this? Girl with a voice like yours? Guy who's a big deal in the music world? How often you think this sort of opportunity comes along? That is super kind of you, Mox. Truly. But it's no use. Mr. Key's entirely out of my league. Hey, now stop right there. Nobody is out of your league. Nobody. You've got a voice like one of those big USO show stars. You hear me? You should never let anyone put you down. Especially you yourself. Well, 
Maybe you're right. My mama used to tell me to raise my voice true. That's what I'm saying! That's why I'm switching floors with you. I'm not saying you've got to marry the guy or make Whoopi with him. Maxie, just go. And maybe make friends. You know what I mean? Hello? Mr. Key? Housekeeping? Hello? Oh my goodness. So that's what a baby grand looks like. <laughs> and that's what it sounds like. Why, no, Mr. Key, I haven't studied professionally. Though it's so kind of you to say. I just always knew how to sing. How? My mama took me. My earliest memory is of sitting on her lap in the public garden, singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and passers-by putting pennies in her hat. And ever since then, I knew I wanted to be a singer. It's all I ever wanted to do. I thank you, kindly. That's kind of you to say. Oh, Mama, I wish you could hear this. It's such a beautiful sound. And I wish I could read this. Any of this. All these musical notes. And a lot of unsatisfying notes by the looks of it. I've never seen a rubbish bin so full. It's so funny. I feel almost like I understand. Like if I tilted my head this way or that, I'd get it. What the devil? What in God's name are you doing in my suite going through my private things? This is Jane Green. If you have questions for us about the key of love or have any comments on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Again, that's keyoflove at emeraldaudio.net. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Emerald Audio Network. The Key of Love is a production of Emerald Audio in association with Gemini 13. Based on a story by Jenna Blum, written by Jenna Blum and Tommy Lombardi. Produced and directed by Garrett Scott for Real Jetpacks Productions. Original music by Dan Lipton. Featuring the voices of Dan Bittner, Orla Cassidy, Lauren DeLamos, Jessica DiGiovanni, Cynthia Farrell, Sean Gormley, Evan Hall, Brandon McInnes, Louis Moreno, Ruby Raycos, Beckett Royce, Jonathan Sale, Kate Wyman, and John Strajewski. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Paul Goodrich. Sound editing by Justin Kilpatrick. Executive producers, Jane Green, Spencer Brown, and Mark Francis. Our head of marketing is Erica Farmer. With special thanks to Greg Norton, Charles Steinhauer, Scott Waxman, and Jacob Bronstein.